Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Let's kick it off with our favorite sponsor, Blue Crown Aquatics. So we have gotten shrimp from these guys. We really do recommend them. We uh, got a nice variety. Um, Jim, you've been raising. How's it been going? It's going great. I love these little guys. They are growing quickly. They're voracious eaters, and I wish I had more. So these guys just don't only sell shrimp. They sell a lot of other, you know, neocarnal shrimp accessories. Certainly check them out, bluecrownaquatics.com. And with our offer code, AquariumGuys, you get free shipping. Free shipping? Nobody does that. It's not just free shipping like I pay for Amazon Prime. No. When you do fish, fish costs a lot of money and shrimp costs just as much. Does he know he's giving free shipping? We uh, We didn't make this up, did we? We didn't make it up, but I'm pretty sure he didn't really realize what we set up. So take advantage (laughs) of it before he pulls it away. Again, promo code AquariumGuys at BlueCrownAquatics.com. And just to sweeten the pie... We have a drawing, a giveaway for $25 gift cards. We have four $25 gift cards to give away. So go to the AquariumGuysPodcast.com. At the bottom of the website, you'll see a giveaway link. Click it, sign up, and we're going to get that drawing done at the end of the month. And our goal is to get Robbie Chan himself on the podcast for a shrimp spectacular and uh, make him do the drawing because who better? It's like Red Lobster, Endless Shrimp, right? Endless shrimp. Endless shrimp. Endless shrimp. <laughs> Man, we should work for his marketing department. We should. And uh, after he probably meets us face-to-face, he'll probably just punch us. I don't know. Hey, we, we got to ride the wave, right? Ride so, the wave. BlueCrownAquatics.com. And don't forget about our uh, favorite charity, Ohio Fish Rescue. Call those nut jobs up. We love those guys so much. So this week, I just got a message from Big Rich. And apparently... They are working with their local DNR services to evacuate a massive man-made pond. Really? And transfer all of these species into a native lake before clearing get this pond cleared out. So they're spending a lot of time, a lot of effort. These guys go insanely above and beyond for fish that aren't even part of the hobby that just need help. I mean, it's amazing when the DNR can uh, reach out. But again, Ohio Fish Rescue dot com give them some love buy a t-shirt donate some money and give them a call give them a call late at night no don't call them late at night but tell them you love them tell them you love them tell them that rob and jim said we did what do we tell them well better yet i want to change this up yes tell them you love them but above all else tell big rich you love that amazing mullet oh man that would make billy ray cyrus so mad (laughs) 216-773-0407. All right, guys, let's kick that podcast. Welcome to the Aquarium Guys podcast with your hosts, Jim Colby and Rob Zolson. Oh, what? Hold on. I think we're getting some interference. I'm... One second. I, I think I think we have a problem here, ladies and gentlemen. Jim, what the hell is that thing in your mouth? I got my birthday gift from my wife. Okay, who gets a didgeridoo for a birthday gift? Me, man. I got a didgeridoo. You know, I've seen, you know, let's take you out to dinner. Let's go to the movies. You know, let's... Lame. But a didgeridoo. I thought it was a sex toy when you brought it in. <laughs> it is pretty large. And in charge. And in charge, yes. Um... We were uh, we went to a rock concert not too long ago. Uh, we saw a band called Like a Storm that opened up for Ozzy Osbourne, and then we were 
uh, lucky enough to have them come to our our uh, local facility nearby in Fargo, North Dakota. And we went to their show, and they play a didgeridoo during their hard rockin' act. I mean, they are a hard rock band. And we got invited on the tour bus with them and talked to them for what, about 45 minutes, I think, we were on the bus. And anyway, um, we were able to order a didgeridoo for, direct from them, so they made it for us, and they sent it to us in the mail. And so I have a Like a Storm didgeridoo, and I'm rocking the house. So, well, if I'm doing the math correctly, does that mean that when you go to Madonna's farewell concert, you're going to buy a bra? <laughs> some cones. Just, yeah. just some cones. Just some big cones, yeah. All right. Well, I am your host, Rob Zolson, and the other gentleman sitting across from me is... Hey, it's Jim Colby here, having a good time. Just digging the dew. Digging the dew. Digging the dew. Adam is also with us. Adam, Bye, help guys. me. <laughs> You're stuck with him. I'm for like five, six hours away. See, this is this is the pain of being in the uh, in the the actual studio here. But uh, we 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 do what we can. So uh, hopefully, maybe we can get you uh, practiced on that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to play. I don't know if you probably didn't catch it, but I don't know how to play it. I thought it was a dying moose call. It could have been. You know, if there's <laughs> could be some moose out in the backyard going looking for love in all the wrong places. But that's a whole other country music story. All right, all right. One more tangent. Uh, we're in Minnesota Vikings territory, right? And I don't know if you ever heard or listened to a Vikings game, but you'll hear in the background when they uh, score a touchdown, there's this yeah. giant Nord horn, and I thought that's what he was going to do tonight. That I was mine's too small. It is. That's always that's, that's always been the that's case. That's always been the case. <laughs> mine's too small, and it's not big enough. But you know, this didgeridoo, I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to learn something, and maybe I'll do some solos later on. You know, if we have some requests. <laughs> It message us guys aquariumguyspodcast.com on the bottom have a 20 minute dirigeridoo solo i already can tell oh my god all right you have to play the kazoo or some shit adam that's okay then we'll get one of those monkeys triangle and i'll just fart in the mic (laughs) (laughs) you know and let's get one of those monkeys with the symbols you know those that 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 just bangs the symbols let's get one of those monkeys too we don't have to pay them this podcast is degrading now yeah. All right. Aquariumguyspodcast.com at the bottom of the website. We have our email address and telephone number. You can call and leave us a message so we can play it on air and request that Jimmy never play the didgeridoo again. Wow. It's up to you. But uh, you, I, I'm right here. I, <laughs> I, I can hear you and I have feelings. All right. We, uh, ear, uh, hearing check is complete. We can All mark right. that on off the list. One done. One done. So we, oh, have, we got Facebook too. You, what? So we have Facebook. You're beating me to the punch here. What's I'm Facebook? Sorry. I know we're we're not social <laughs> people, so getting to social media circles is getting bigger. I mean, next Jimmy's gonna have a Facebook. He already has a Twitter. I'm not ever gonna have Facebook. A- everything in time. No. Hey, if your fans demand it, I have to wear a crop top. You have to get on Facebook. That's that's the half halfsies we gotta go. I, with. I've heard about Facebook, and, and that usually gets a lot of people fired, from what I understand. <laughs> well, don't post those type of posts. These are just fish fans, man. Oh, okay. Keep it. What a- Keep, Keep the didgeridoo out of your derriere, All right. and we'll be good. Jeepers, it's getting tough in here. It is, me. real tough. So, again, we have a new Facebook page, guys. We have a Facebook group that we want to share, uh, post, comment with. Facebook doesn't allow you to you know, really swap um, creatures anymore or sell, uh, sell any type of creatures, but we're going to do everything else under the sun that we can possibly do on that uh, Facebook group. So, Aquarium Guys, the Aquarium Guys community is what we have on facebook certainly join up we even have um jimmy's wife is one of the admins so we're gonna make sure that it keeps clean what 
I know. Does she know about this? She does, and yeah. she even accepted a few people today. We uh, we just opened it like this afternoon, and we already have over a hundred people. A hundred people doing what? I we're gonna find out together, Jimmy. On Facebook. On Facebook. Uh, Being it, togetherness. So you're telling me that that this new thing called Facebook, which I've never been a part of. You go, we it's can, not new. Kids we, are already off of it. What? We, Mr. Pickles has been railing on me all week oh, that yeah. we're old people for being on Facebook. <laughs> I thought it was a place you could swap recipes or something. No, but apparently there's fish people on it, and a lot of them. Oh, man, they're crazy people. Right. So, again, Facebook, we already have Twitter. Jimmy's been having, uh, having fun doing that. Um, find us on Discord. That, by far, is the best way if you want individual help from us. Go on Discord. We I'm on there all week. Uh, Adam's been joining on there. So hop on uh, Discord. The link is, again, aquariumguys.com. It's on the bottom of the page. You're welcome to join. There's no paid for. A lot of people have Patreons that you have to pay to get in. It's completely free. Join us. It's really fun. And, uh, yeah, we have question time, Jimmy. We have a, we have a big list of questions. From? from, from uh... Well, statements, reviews. People that pretend to love us. Oh, your mom. Well, people that pretend to love you, they actually love me. Oh, your mom. Well, I mean, it's not mom. I can verify with names, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who'd you make up today? And it's not Betty White either. Well, ooh, if, hey, if, hey, Betty White, if Betty White called, it would, be, it would be. All right. You, you guys, enough with the celebrities thing. Fantastic. Let's take a minute. We're getting a ton of listens. That we're get, it's just every week it keeps more and more in building this uh, this podcast. So, Tracy Morgan, if you're listening, we want you as our celebrity guest on the podcast. Oh. I called it out. I said it. You, you called Tracy Morgan out. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm. Uh, maybe he'll pull up in his Porsche and and join us here. Everything in time. That would be cool. I don't even know if he has a Porsche. You know what? It'd I think cool. he makes that type of money. Maybe he could swing by, pick up Betty White, and we could do a double date type thing. And that. That everything in time, everything in time. All right, so questions. Before we go to the questions, this podcast is going to be our personal favorite podcast. It might go a little longer this week, and it's going to be tips, tricks, and hacks. Brought to you by the letter T for tips. So the one good thing that you know us uh, haggly old aquarium guys can offer is better ways to do things for cheaper because we're penny pinchers and jimmy had a quote this week that said we're going to make you hundred airs is that hundred airs hundred airs hundred airs not millionaires we're gonna make you hundred airs yeah we start small and and we'll work our way up to millionaire but no we have to be make everybody a hundred air by saving you some money and by the end of this podcast everybody will have a hundred dollar bill magically in your pocket poof and if you don't just give rob a call and say where's my hundred bucks hey you know uh Small tax at the bottom pockets. Um, uh, <laughs> hundred air does not include qualify. You know, insert here. That's right. So questions, question time. Let's start with, and again, we've been having this uh, giveaway. The giveaway. Giveaway. I added a add comments box. So when people are signing up for this giveaway, which you're getting a lot of people signing up, um, they're actually putting questions in the sign up sheet as well. So it's two birds with one stone. So they say you suck. Right. So get on the uh, get on the giveaway, guys. But uh, been listening to the podcast since day one. Uh, love the length of the podcast. Love uh, hearing about different topics. Would love to hear something about biotypes. Um, dirted, uh, wallstead. There's different types of uh, biomes in an aquarium type, and they want to hear more about it. And I think that would be a great addition for a podcast. It is now on our lists. So learn through the podcast. Uh, it's not through direct means. Keep up the good work. I appreciate that. Um, next one is learn through your podcast through the aquarium co-op. While he did not name you directly, he did mention of a new aquarium podcast coming up. 
binge watch two uh, your episodes for two days. Absolutely love your content. Keep it up. So I, I searched this, and yeah, we were certainly mentioned uh, indirectly, but uh, we'd love to have Corey on the show. And uh, we did reach out, but we reached out pretty early. We reached out uh, when we were only a couple episodes in. Too and, soon. You know, anybody that has a tutorial um, content that's supposed to be teaching beginner people about fish needs to be concerned about the type of content they're going to bring new aquarists attention to and it's fair you know give us time to vet it get more episodes in the uh, on our podcast and prove ourselves before he introduces his young aquarists to be potentially misled <laughs> so yeah makes sense and i'm glad you uh, glad you picked up and thank again for the compliment uh oh there's one more um, bit at the bottom of this also feel it would be fun to have a discussion about shrimp Shrimp. Right. We might have a guy that we can we, talk to we about We have shrimp. a guy. We have a guy now. So our plan, again, we, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, is having Robbie Chan. He is the uh, CEO of Blue Crown Aquatics. And, the, he, again, they won awards uh, 2018. And who better to have on and talk about shrimp than the expert himself? And aren't they uh, building a new facility also? They are. They are. We weren't supposed to talk about secretness now. Secret Come time. on. Secret, Secret time? Secret time. He's... Uh, uh, apparently starting up some uh, details in Chicago, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see what what entitles. It's just make sure you get your shrimp at a sooner time, so you can not only uh, send from the California region, but also in the middle of the country. We'll see if we can get him to confess to some secrets. Secret time. Secret time. Secret time. All right. So I also have a uh, question that was sent by email. Was it from the federal penitentiary? <laughs> it was not this time. This time. This time. So. Because um, I the, love hearing from your mom. <laughs> The question is, do I need to put leaves in your tank for them also? So, for, for assuming shrimp? they mean by shrimp. Oh, there is. I got to look at the title of the email. The title of the email has a separate question. So, number one, can you tell me about high protein pellets your guests feed his Placo? So, the pellets he was using is Massivore. Massivore pellets are generally used for monster fish. They're almost pure protein they advertise that they have two and a half i think two or two and a half goldfish per uh serving i forget exactly how it is how many pellets are a serving yeah uh, exactly i don't i don't know how it's uh, done you can check on their their marketing material but massivores very much utilized in the industry for high protein and monster fish so we'll have a link for that we're going to go over tips and tricks and we'll try to get that uh, link to you but check out massivore you can get it on amazon pretty much anywhere and do I need leaves in the tank also? I always recommend leaves, and we're going to talk more about leaves in this episode. So, Yes, I, we, we love having the leaves. Uh, almond leaves, you have a, a tip, a, a trick on that too, don't you? A little, we do. A little, so, a little cheaper one. Let's start right in. So Jump in. You know, Jim, Adam, and I all have sat this uh, for the last month and have been creating documents of our tips, tricks, and hacks of just just for this pinnacle podcast our favorite podcast so what we'll do is we'll go around and you know we all drew straws and uh you know adam got second place jim got last so sorry jim it had nothing to do with your didgeridoo you just have to wait on this one i'm just gonna play didgeridoo during the whole time adam's talking didgeridoo-don't didgeridoo-don't wow right that hurt <laughs> didgeridoo-don't all right so i'll go first on the list so number one on the tips and tricks Everybody uses different tubes for siphoning in their aquarium. And the process is, you know, one of the tube goes in the tank, generally it has some sort of cone so you can use a gravel vac. And the other end, you have to sit there and suck on the tube Ugh. to get it started. I've had mouthfuls of crap many times before in my mouth. Not fun. So 
simply purchase a hand pump siphon. They look, I don't know if you've ever, we're in Minnesota, where a lot of us are boat drivers. It literally looks like a little squeeze ball that you put between the line. You give it a couple squeezes and it's already primed and emptying, no mouth to tube action at all. It's kind of like one of those old fashioned blood pressure cuffs. Exactly, that, that's what it is. Except instead of, you know, talking why you should eat more Cheerios, it's just putting water into a bucket. Really? Hey, we're not sponsored by Cheerios. If we were... I'm just worried about your cholesterol, Jimmy. Hey, shush up. <laughs> what else you got there, big All guy? Right, next, for cleaning, especially in smaller tanks, is the magical turkey baster. What? So, if you have a 10-gallon or less, it is a pain in the rear end to get there with a whole under, uh, you know, gravel siphon. They make small ones, but why do that? So, this is for like a quick cleanup? A quick cleanup. And turkey basters are nice. They're really precise squeeze the cup, point in, and they just suck up the, uh, the waste, crap, or remaining food, and it's a, a spot check. It's really handy. You don't have to use a net to try to scoop up stuff, you know, disturb the water. You just simply suck up whatever you want. And they make turkey basters in any length. Any turkey baster will work. Go in your mom's, uh, you know, kitchen drawer right now. Right. Clean one mom's. off. Yes. Thoroughly. You don't want gravy grease back on that thing. And it's, it's really handy. And use it. But don't put it back. Yes, put it back, and then... During, during Thanksgiving Day dinner, just sit there and chuckle while everybody's watching you eat. Okay, secret time. Secret time. Secret time. I just stole my mother's uh, turkey baster when I was younger, <laughs> and sure enough, I used it to try to, uh, you know, get some uh, w- eggs that were bound. I didn't, no one taught me. I was a pretty newbie at this time, and I sucked up eggs, and sure enough, they died. Uh, you're supposed to leave those particular eggs alone. I think they're Corydora eggs or in a little mound. Okay. I tried to suck them up to put them in a basket. They all died. But regardless, I just decided to, you know... Rinse it off and put it back in the drawer. And sure enough, there was a big gob of eggs on the side. Ooh. My mother did not use it until two months later. And guess what? It was turkey day. <laughs> Thanksgiving I day. don't do gravy. Hey. I didn't touch any of that. That was used. That was used. Yeah. No. And I uh, kept that to myself. And they said how delicious it was that year. And I, I, I hope your mother's not listening to this. <laughs> I think she started. That's what makes me nervous. Really? Yeah. You can come to our house for Thanksgiving this All year. All these mom jokes from you douchebags. Wow. Yeah. We love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. All right. Greetings to the penitentiary. Is that ne- where she's at? Greetings. <laughs> Next on the list. All right. So for those of you that have acrylic tanks, they can scratch easy. What are you, the Rockefellers, if you have an acrylic tank? Well, no. Some people just get them, you know, used or whatever else. Or maybe they have money, unlike us. Yeah, acrylic tanks are are, uh, expensive, but real pretty. Pretty easy to scratch. Pretty easy to scratch. So people are nervous when they're trying to scrape algae off their tanks. They, you know, try to be gentle or, you know, chemically treat their tank. Don't. Instead, here's a ghetto tip. Go through your collection of gift cards, you know, the ones that you used up online purchasing your crap already. Taco Jones. Take an old gift card or an old credit card and just use that as the scraper. It's a plastic surface. It still has a, a sharp-ish edge, and it's very safe to go against your acrylic. Wow. Right. Just what we call the hobo algae scraper. The hobie. <laughs> hobo. The only problem with this is you have to have someone to love you to give you a gift in the first place. I was going to say, or else just use your mom's credit card. All right. Buy your your turkey baster. Secret time. You can also steal them from Walmart because they have those gift card displays. Don't recommend it. Stealing is illegal. But you can totally do it because they're just gift cards. Wow. Right? Or, okay, let's let's do a legal method. And you You wonder why your mom's in the penitentiary? (laughs) You can go into Walmart and ask them for an old, used, thrown away credit card, and they'll probably pull one out of their basket. Gift card, yeah. Okay. All right. Next one, quilt batting. You making a blanket? I 
we're in Studio B, as Jamika so precisely calls it, and there's a lot of it's wall to wall yarn in this room. It works great for a podcast studio because it's already sound insulated, but there is a lot of crafting uh, items, including two sewing machines right to my left. Your wife has a problem. Right, but what I do is I steal polyester quilt batting from her, and she doesn't even know it until wow. she listens to this podcast, and she, I'm going to get beat upside the head. Your mom and your wife don't listen to this podcast. You're just lying. Every, I, I hope not. Yes. Cross your fingers. So polyester quilt batting is the best filter material to use, and it has to be 100% polyester. Or it can be toxic to your tank. So you can buy rolls of this quilt batting online for pennies. It's real cheap. And you have a roll that you can cut to size to fit and use as filter medium. If you have some sort of sump, if you have a hang on the back filter that you want to stuff uh, stuff some with, any type or just a cover that you can put around a pump head if you want. So quilt batting is the best replacement for any type of filter media. Then on top of it is the ghetto media, biologic media. So normally you see people getting these you know media beads and all all these craziness. They're expensive. They're very expensive, and if you want to use any sizable amount. It's astronomically expensive. So instead, go to your local dollar store, and you'll find these bales of like 8 to 10 plastic pot scrubbies. It's been used by Aquarius for a long time. Use these plastic pot scrubbies in replacement. Put it in your sump. You can build a filter. And best surface area, way better than any bio ball that can offer. The only difference is if you want a moving bed, these don't move real well. They're pretty much flat positioned. So what I've done in the past is use quilt batting, I've used pot scrubbies, and I've just used, you know, activated carbon in bags, and I've made my own filter using the 3M Rubbermaid, whatever you want to use, plastic drawers, organizing drawers that you buy from a Walmart or Amazon, and simply drill holes in the plastic drawers. So the first drawer will be your quilt batting. Just lay a flat layer of quilt batting. The second drawer will be filled with plastic pot scrubbies, dribbling water like rain over top of the scrubbies, collecting the good bacteria, and then the bottom will essentially be your chemical filtration, your activated carbon if you so choose, or you can even put a UV filter in as long as it's not see-through and you're not having stuff stare at it and bleach from doing it. And a UV sterilizer will bleach what? It will bleach the... Paint. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Can be damaging. That's why they keep it in black uh, surfaces for a lot of the filters. Okay. So this is a great filter. I mean, the whole drawers, they'll cost you eight bucks. The quilt batting, you know, a buck. Or you can get it out of Rob's basement. Pot scrubbies, a few bucks, getting a few bales of those from the dollar store. And you don't even have to use the uh, activated carbon unless you feel a need for it. Cheapest filter, especially for size. If you have a, pond, a small, you know, indoor pod, even if you want to trickle outdoors and cover it up, great way to do a filter. Cheap as heck. Cheap as heck. Oh, boy. Next is my favorite hack that uh, I discovered when I was at a young age. And these have gotten significantly cheaper. Python is an old brand that allowed you to, as a tool to change water. It's a plastic piece that you put on the end of your faucet, and instead of siphoning into a bucket and then filling your aquarium back up, which I'm so sick of carrying buckets. If you do anything more than two tanks, it's, it's a nightmare. Or a big tank, bucket after bucket after bucket. Save yourself the trouble. Connect a python, this plastic unit, directly to your sink, and you there's a, a, a valve in the bottom. You pop the valve open. When you turn the water on on your kitchen sink, it will pull water like a vacuum out of your aquarium. So you can literally use a garden hose, maybe attach a cone to the other end of the garden hose and use it as a gravel vacuum. And then, just by putting the valve in the opposite position, it pushes fresh water back into the tank. Cool. 
literally and the best sure, thing since sliced bread. And make sure that the whole the Python is the water's on all the time. We actually had somebody on Discord who would shut the water off because they didn't want to waste the water they thought, and then it wouldn't work. And so make sure it's on while you're draining the entire time. It drains it like three times faster. It uses the power of the water faucet to actually create the vacuum to pull water out. So you have to have the water on to use the Python. And these systems used to cost 150 bucks because it came with just the Python adapter to go to your kitchen sink. It came with a bunch of adjustment valves and hoses. Now they have lowered it to a crazy price. It's like five, six bucks on Amazon. Is it really that cheap? Really that cheap. They used to be 40, 50 bucks all the time. So what we're yeah. going to do is we're going to take a collaboration of all of our tips and tricks and put it into a document for you so you can follow up after the podcast and then also have Amazon links to some of the products so you can go ahead and find them. So you're making it easy for them to buy all this stuff? Well, hopefully. And also giving them, you know, a few page document to read for funds. For fun. For funds. All right. So next, you know, tip is UV sterilizers. To try to purchase a UV sterilizer, hang on the back, you know, in tank uh, UV sterilizer. You're looking at a minimum of like 40 bucks. And what they've done is, again, it's just an enclosed unit around a UV bulb, and they have a pump running. So instead, cut the pump out. You already have filters. You have something in a sump or a hang-on-the-back filter. Instead, you can purchase just the UV light that's submergible, like a stick. They come in, you know, 8-inch, 12-inch sticks, and they're about 10 12 bucks on Amazon. It's the best thing to use. It has an on and off switch if you don't want to run it all the time. And you simply just set that in your sump, set that in your on, hang on the back filter. And you already are moving the water cycling across the uh, the light. You just got to put it where the water's moving. And you've got, how many do you have working in your 125 gallon out here? One. Just one. Just and, one. And it's crystal clear. Crystal clear. You got over 100 rummy nose in there. You got plants up the wazoo. There's enough in there, enough plants in there to, to feed a village. And, and that water is just crystal clear. And for 10 12 bucks, man, what a great deal. And I got the smallest one available. I have pretty large hang-in-the-back filter, so I had enough space for a decent-sized one. I just grabbed the smallest one. One light covers a, a massive amount of space. The only time I really can uh, be concerned is if you're doing, like, a monster tank or a pond. You know, get yourself something sizable. But the warning on this is make sure that, number one, your hang-in-the-back filter has a lid. Because if you have no lid, or if it's a see-through type of uh, filter, on the hang on the back filter, the UV light will sterilize the paint on your wall. So if you have a color on it, it will eventually bleach out anything it touches. If you have a colored filter, if it's not black, it will bleach out the plastic color. I need to borrow that because cause my wife just washed her white shirt the other day with some new clothes that turn it blue. So maybe I could use that. Just wrap it, you know, leave it for two years in a, in a windowsill and just see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm going to do that. She'll be excited. I mean, you should clean it first. That was her goal, but you didn't do laundry. I didn't clean the turkey baster. I'm not cleaning that. Oh, man. All right, next thing is sand. So we talked about another episode on different uh, things for beginner setups. Uh, you know, pea gravel, sand, and sand is so expensive. You go to a, any type of, you know, local fish store, even Amazon to get all these different types of sand. And the only really variation that they give you is color. There's what, black, white, earth tone, and then you have the silly sand, which we don't recommend, which is all painted anyway. Right, and that paint eventually just wears off. Right. So instead of putting, you know, gross painted rocks in your aquarium, instead go to your local hardware store and ask for pool filter sand. Pool filter sand is eight bucks for 50 pound bag, which I guarantee will work for almost any aquarium. You'll have plenty left over. It's dirty but once you clean it through a bowl 
it is pH neutral. It has a beautiful earth tone color, and there's no cheaper gravel substrate you can use. I hate sand. I love sand. I hate sand. And there will always be a debate between <sighs> us, but it's amazing. You watch Corydoras sift through it. Watch, you know, dojo loaches or even horse face loaches dig through it. Or buy six or seven coolie loaches and tell them goodbye. I'll never see them again. Just poof in the sand forever. And ever. And ever. Sand is bad. Sand is bad. Sand is bad. Nobody likes sand but Rob. So in Minnesota for the next uh, hack, we don't use chillers. Why? Because we're cold up here. We're always we're cold. We're very cold. I was just kidding. We In the summer, we get 80, and we're all sweating and horrible sitting around the AC unit. But in other areas, such as Texas down south, people use chillers, and you know some tanks need it colder. So aquarium chillers can be extremely expensive. You can buy a, a refrigerator... A big stand-up refrigerator for the same price as a chiller. I think the cheapest I've ever found was like seven hundred bucks. You maybe you can squeeze a deal on Amazon six, but normal price of those things can go all the way up to thirteen hundred dollars, and they really don't do that great of a job. So here's what I recommend: go on Craigslist, go on a swap and shop, find yourself an old mini fridge, especially you know after uh, the springtime when college students are coming back and trying to pitch these things. You'll get it for twenty bucks even. So grab yourself an old mini fridge, and again. We don't care about dimensions, smaller, bigger, it doesn't really matter. Just make sure that it runs. So when you get it in, clean it out, plug it in, crank up the coldness all the way, get a 100-foot garden hose, do not uncoil it, just leave it wrapped up, and in either the left or right side walls of the mini fridge, you can drill holes right through the side, about the size of a garden hose stick both ends of the garden hose through the mini fridge and you have just built yourself a perfect better running aquarium chiller than you can buy online yep the one thing i like to do when i buy a new garden hose i'd like to take it and just run water through it not knowing if they have any sort of uh i don't know chemical or lubricants that they might have used during processing of making it and i like to run the water through it for a good half an hour until it cleans out and then you're good to go to adjust uh, temperature really comes down to flow. The slower the flow, the colder the water. The faster the flow, it's not going to be staying in that coil in the fridge as long, so you'll you'll have a, a, a easier temperature on your aquarium. But just make sure that when you're drilling the holes that you're not doing it to the top or the back of the uh, mini fridge because that's where you'll go through the Freon and all the mechanical parts. It will not be fun. Not be fun. Not be fun. And if you leave that garden hose completely coiled like it is when you buy it at Menards, you actually can put a beer right in the middle of it, and so you'll have a cold beer. Yeah, just think of it. You spent, let's say, 25 bucks in the garden hose, 25 bucks in the mini fridge. Now you have an amazing aquarium chiller that's better than what you can buy and a place to put your beer. Put your beer. Put your beer. Good deal. And cold pizza. Cold pizza. Another problem I have is people get all this type of food. They get the wrong size of pellets. You know, maybe they have a small fish like a guppy, and they have you know some sort of high-protein cichlid formula. Don't waste money by throwing food away just because it's the wrong size or your your fish can't seem to put their mouths around it. Instead, go and find your mom and dad's pepper grinder. Clean it out. Don't leave any pepper in there. If you feed fish pepper, it's not a good good deal. And use a pepper grinder. They have an adjustment to show the size of pepper grinds that you want to accomplish and put any type of food in there. Pellets, wafers, it'll grind it all up nice, uh, nice for you so you can use it for whatever fish you desire. And also, it allows you to mix your food. And what's really nice about that, too, is is let's say you have a pair of Bristol's Plecos that breed, and all of a sudden you've got babies down there, and now you can just set that grinder down a little bit more and grind it up finally for those babies, and mom and dad and babies will all eat that just fine. So next tip, and this is where we come in for one of our tips and questions, is 
leaves. So absolutely use leaves. You know, people are using tropical leaves. Almond leaves are the big uh, big thing to purchase, but they're expensive. You have to go online, you get, what, six leaves for, you know, a f- sometimes even two, three bucks a leaf. It's ridiculous. So instead, stop it. Just stop it. Go outside and look for oak leaves. You can find them seasonally in the fall time, or you can find green ones that you can dry out off the tree if you so want to damage a tree to get uh, leaves for your aquarium. Go outside, find them, take your leaves in. If they're green, let them dry out naturally. If they're already falling off the tree, bake them at 170 degrees. You can do it for roughly 10 minutes. The time frame is, uh, you know, depends on how your oven works. Watch them because we don't want leaves falling off of the tray and starting a fire in your oven. But after that 10 minute period, you have nice, dried, crispy leaves to put in your aquarium for shrimp purposes, for other fish purposes, for tannins. They make sure they're oak leaves. Don't use others like uh, elm because, again, I have not personally tried that and some other forms say there's risks involved. I know oak leaves have some of the similar tannins to almond leaves. So that works wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I use a lot of almond leaves, but I buy almond leaves by the 100 pack, by the 300 pack, and you need to buy a huge amount just to get a decent price. And the other trick too, when you're when you're have an almond leaf that's almost, uh, or an almond leaf or or, a, or even an oak leaf when it's almost kind of fallen apart, then you want to start soaking your next one because the baby shrimp and the baby uh, and the regular shrimp will just devour this thing up so quickly. I have tanks at home that have 200 shrimp, and I'll go through uh, an almond leaf which is probably 10 inches long. And they'll go through that in a week. And they'll just devour it. There'll be nothing but a skeleton left. So as one's starting to get skeletized, then you want to get the other one soaking so the bacteria starts to develop. And then the the, uh, the baby shrimp just go crazy on that stuff. Just crazy. Certainly beats, uh, you know, fr- you can't be free. Sure, you had to bake it in your, your oven. Your wife's going to look at you weird. Or your mom's going to like, what are you doing baking leaves? It's not pot, mom. It's just oak leaves from my aquarium. Leave me alone. Yeah, the other thing too, in different parts of the country, we don't have it up here in Minnesota, but alder cones can be collected out in the wild. And uh, alder cones are like a really tiny pine cone, but you need to know which ones you're, you're picking. And I've bought alder cones via the internet, and they the shrimp love those also, but um, there again, uh, you want to make sure that you get the correct, because a regular pine cone will skunk up your tank, from what I understand. I've never tried it. The alder cones I like a lot because they, they actually hold up a little bit longer. And make sure that you're doing your best to know if there's sap on them and try to get that off. Right. All right, next thing is stop using filter cartridges. If you buy these hang-on-the-back filters or any other filters, stop it. Just just next pack, use up your packs. They come with activated carbon, whether you want to use activated carbon or not. Just stop it entirely. What we're going to do is we're going to put a link um, in the document, and it'll show you can purchase these. It's bio sponge filter media. It's a certain grade of sponge to really trap all the uh, particulates and these comes in, in you know sizable sheets i think we have one that uh, is you know 23 inches so you'll get these sheets cut to fit the back of oh, your hang up uh, hang in the back filter and just use those these types of sponges that will link you allow you to reuse and clean the sponge rather than continually change cartridges all the time and have the polyester on the cartridge fall apart yeah and you can take those you know, when you when you buy that big sheet, you want to just cut like two or three. So when you pull one out to uh, rinse it out, you can add a fresh one. You can just pop in there, rinse the other one out, let it dry, and you're good to go. As long as you don't uh, disrupt the filter too much, because if you leave the that filter's got all kinds of great bacteria in it, just by changing out the the sponge or the filter, 
um, you'll still have good bacteria in there to break down the waste. And what I've seen people do is they leave one, because normally these hang-in-the-back filters, they'll have two slots and bigger hang-in-the-back filters. So what they'll do is just to make sure that the you know, biological bacteria accumulates in the sponge is they will take out only one, leave one of the gross bad ones in, and then put the sponge in uh, on the other side to collect over time. And then once it finally collects on one, then you can take the other out. Perfect. All right. So when I met you, Jimmy, you had all these tanks everywhere from different warehouse operations and broken tanks. And, you know, when I needed a tank, I went to Jimmy's house and he's like, yeah, help yourself to help yourself to a tank. They're all, you know, stained calcium stains across them and they're no good. Well, they're not no good, but Jimmy didn't have time to go through a pile of tanks with a razor blade and try to individually scrape and clean these off and watch his fingers fall apart. I'd rather donate blood. He'd rather donate blood than scrape calcium off off an aquarium glass. So I took them, and I started cleaning them, and sure enough, my fingers almost wanted to feel like they were going to fall off my own hand, and I was getting real sick of it. So I did some research and trying to figure out what you could you use that was aquarium safe. And I tried everything. I bought all these different chemicals from every website I could try, spent a lot of money, and really didn't get a lot of great results. Basically, some of them gave me like some goo coating that would just make the razor blade essentially slide better. It wouldn't actually clean the, the tank. Instead... Um, this is actually a shout out to the king of DIY, Joey. He had a uh, special episode where he sh- had a hint of cleaner that he was using called Barkeeper's Friend. It's a nickel. It is cheap. It's Yeah, it's like four bucks for a giant container of it, and you'll never, ever use it all. A tiny bit on a sponge, and it simply just wipes all that buildup right off. You know, calcium buildup, brown buildup, any of that, you know, whitish film buildup, it cleans right off, and... Just make sure to do a well, uh, nice rinse, and it does rinse very clean. Yeah, and you can pick that up at your at your local big box store, um, just over in the cleaning supplies called Barkeeper's Friend. It's it's good stuff. Uh, when Rob showed me that, uh, I let him clean a couple hundred aquariums, and I asked for them all back, and I never got them back. They're just gone forever. Forever gone. Forever and ever. All right. So I get people saying, "Oh, I want to do a fish tank, but I don't want to. I want to have to go on vacation. I want to feed them, and I don't want to call people up to feed my fish." Well, if you're going on vacation, use an automatic fish feeder. And it's not like it used to be. The original automatic fish feeders were literally a clock motor. So you'd clamp this weird plastic thing to the back from the '70s, and it would literally have the same clock motor you see on just a normal wall hanging clock, and it would just feed them twice a day. They have way. Uh, much improved these systems they're digital you can choose a schedule you can choose spot checks some of them are bluetooth but we have a very cheap um hang on the back aquarium fish feeder uh, for you to uh, check out these are great but i have a warning on these as for a, a tip don't use them all the time because people get lazy and just oh i'm just gonna let them auto feed no your feeding time with your fish is the time to you know look at their activity Check for colorations, check for breeding patterns, and above all else, check the overall health of your fish. If they're not eating correctly or if something's happening, the time is when you're feeding them and you're going to catch that. You're going to see the ick. You're going to see the the fungus start growing. You're going to see if they're egg-bound. That's your time with your fish. So only strictly use these when you're gone. I can't stress that enough. I've seen too many people, oh, my fish just up and died. Well, it's had a hole in the head for three weeks. Or else, you know, the thing that when people use them all the time... All of a sudden, you forget that, well, the thing's been spinning empty for two weeks, and nobody's gotten fed. You know, um, it's we, we do some tank maintenance at a hospital in a nearby town, 
and that thing will uh, will continually spin and feed the fish twice a day. But every once in a while, when you get a high humidity day, let's say the sun comes in through the window and, and hits that tank and that tank heats up and you get more humidity, sometimes that feeder, the, the food inside of it, will get kind of sticky. And then all of a sudden it just turns into a clump of crud and it's not feeding. It's still spinning, it's still tumbling, but it's, nothing's coming out. So yeah, to, to use it on an everyday basis is, is kind of tough. But, uh, you know, when people are doing tank maintenance and stuff, they do that. And that's why a lot of people use pellets because they have less tendency to stick together. So um, getting towards the end of my list here, but the next one is you've seen a lot of people have sumps for their aquarium where they have their filters, all their uh, other pieces. And that's where generally people put plants in their sumps to try to remove, you know, the gross entities from the tank help beneficial bacteria but i encourage you if you have a hang on the back filter put plants in that thing take the lid off if you don't have a uv filter st- stuck in your hang on the back filter take the lid off and you can start with something easy bamboo shoots are a great plant to put in the back they're um, semi-aquatic so you can completely submerge them if you really have to and just stick a couple bamboo pieces in the back i've seen other people put small trays and have other plants in there. I've even seen uh, spider plants hang on the back of the hang on the back filter. The only concern you need to worry about is that the roots don't overtake and block the filter. But if you're checking your filter cartridges, you're going to be able to catch roots by the time your filter cartridge clogs up. Plants do not grow that fast. Right, but when the when the when the bamboo shoots uh, grow too big, then you go outside and you feed them to your favorite panda. Do you have pandas here? Pandas are illegal. Pandas are illegal, man. In Minnesota? No. Just everywhere. But you collect Just them, everywhere. and you bring them to the Red River Zoo, and you bring them to the Red Panda. Oh, Red Pandas. So right. I cannot keep a panda in my backyard. There are so many rules, I just don't like this and at you, all. You yeah. don't. That's what you get for being a fish importer. So I am not going to feed the bamboo to the pandas. You'll feed them to I, me, and we'll have them at who we'll hunts have, in we'll small a, pieces. We'll have a salad. Perfect. In small pieces. All right. The last couple things that I want to talk to you about, I'm a tech guy by trade. That has uh, been my career. I've been an uh, IT professional for over 11, 12 years. And the fish hobby has not jumped leaps and bounds using a lot of technology. So for those uh, that are tech savvy, I encourage you to use some of these Alexa or Google devices for your aquarium. And here's a couple examples. Number one, people use the automated light. What are those called? They're antique. You put them on a clock and they shut your life uh, light off during the night and oh, then turn on during oh, the day. Oh, just like an old timer. Yeah, it's like an antique timer. So you can use them. Anything over five years old is antique to Rob. Well, I'm sorry, but if you plug something into a light socket and it's got a ton of buttons that go around, just physical (sighs) mechanical buttons, and it doesn't even give you a screen, it bothers me. How do you even get to work in the morning? I I don't know, but (laughs) what you can do is you can get these, what they call smart plugs. Essentially, just plug in your wall outlet, and it mirrors a wall outlet. It just controls the power on and off. So you can set these up in a relay so you can plug your lights or extra lights into a smart plug, your UV light, if you want to shut it on and off and not have it run 24 hours a day. You can plug it into your hang-in-the-back filters or pumps. And what you can do is simply walk up to your Alexa and go, Alexa, it's time to feed fish. And they go, okay. And then it shuts off your hang-in-the-back filter, turns on an extra light so the fish can see, and the fish already know that, oh, pump shut off, it's time for food, and they're up to the top. You feed them, 15 minutes later, it automatically turns back on. So go ahead and just take time. Look at these smart plugs. They're really easy to set up through either Alexa or Google. They're really, really cheap. You can get a bunch of these smart plugs for, you know, 20, uh, you can, I think a three pack is like 25, 30 bucks. And check them out. It's really handy dandy. 
My Alexa's too stupid. She'll just feed them pizza. Just feed them pizza? Well, you have to feed them unless you have some sort of smart enabled auto feeder. Don't do that. I don't have Facebook. How would I know this? <laughs> God, I hate you both today. <laughs> it's okay. Old man Colby over there. Oh. The last thing on my list is cameras. So people have been looking at cameras for fish tanks for a long time. People buy GoPro to stick in their aquarium to scare their, the living hell out of their fish to take an image. Instead, I recommend, it's called WiseCam, W-Y-Z-E. These are home security cameras. They're really small, and they're 20 bucks. And they are high quality. High quality. They have unlimited uh, cloud support for 12-second clips. The idea is you're supposed to put them in the, you know, your front entryway, your garage door. And if UPS walks up to their door, you can essentially catch them on camera destroying your box in the front of your house. Kicking it all the way from the curb to your door. But you can use these and put them to the side of your aquarium. So if you're trying to watch how a breeding process is doing from work, it's 20 bucks. 20 it's bucks. the best 20 bucks you can use for your camera just for your fish. Can you turn it on so it's on all the time? It's on 24 hours a day, and if the light's off, it has night vision mode, which kind of works in the aquarium. I've used uh, used them personally. They'll catch movement, they'll catch bits and pieces, but it really relies on your water clarity. So this would work really well. I've, I had a pair of angelfish that would lay eggs, and they'd lay 300 eggs, and I usually try to leave them in there for a few hours to make sure everything's fertilized and stuff, and then the female would just spend all the time trying to defend the eggs. I had one male that would continuously, he, 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 he was like a little kamikaze. He'd come in and get 10 eggs at a time and she'd fend him off. So I had one of these cameras from Rob and I put it on there. And so I was upstairs watching TV and I could see that they were almost done breeding. The egg slate was pretty full. And at that point I decided to go down there and take away the eggs because now uh, that whole slate is full. And if I would have waited another hour, he would have probably ate them all. So one one slate of, of eggs, probably 250, 300 babies, it paid for my entire system right there, just just in, in uh, baby fish. Snap and you're, you're set. Yep. You can set dimensions on the camera. So you can set the camera to, if, as long as something swims by the slate or in front of the slate, it'll do a 12-second clip mm -hmm. and send an alert to your phone. Now, it can easily span, but if you put that slate into a corner of the tank where fish never go, then suddenly, boop, you look, oh, guess what they're breeding? And now you have an alert push to your phone. It's and crazy. All for 20 bucks. There's no monthly fee for this either. And all my stupid fish, I don't know, for some reason, they all decided they want to breed about 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, just as I'm going to bed, because I'm an early riser, unlike Rob's. I get up in the morning and go to work. And Rob, he sleeps in until like 8 o'clock. Well, yeah, but the thing is, it's your fault. So when you're starting to play Marvin Gaye upstairs, they hear that and they're in the mood. Now I'll explain to these young people who Marvin Gaye is. Oh, don't worry. Right here is where we're going to put an audio clip of Marvin Gaye. Oh. Played for you now. All right, how was that? Was that not the best? That was sexy. That was some sexy stuff. Sexy stuff. My panties are off right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm leaving the building. <laughs> oh, all right, so that is my I'm list. Glad I'm down here. That is my list. Hey, Adam's Adam, alive. All right. It's your turn, Adam. Adam, how are you doing? Well, oh, pretty good. How are things at Wabasha? Adam's loins are frothing from that, that I, audio clip. I know. <laughs> the father of four. No, how was trick or treating, buddy, with, with the kids? 
it was pretty good. They were it was like the fastest trick or treating ever. I just brought them down one street and they loaded up on candy and we were done. So speed trick or treating, kind of like speed dating, but speed trick or treating. Yes, they I mean, were, it's way better to do that. Were they like Wilford Brimley and just walk up like diabetes, and then they just gave you candy? <laughs> <laughs> no, in Wabasha we have what's called Twelfth Street, and it's basically like a block and a half where both sides. Everybody goes trick-or-treating on this street. So you just literally, the kids run from one door to the next, and everybody has candy, and then the cops are walking down the street because there's all these little kids running around. They're handing out candy, and people throw candy out of their cars at kids, and they just load up on candy, and they're done. Man, that doesn't even allow for razor blades anymore. What? Cops walking down the street. Oh, that is the point, yes. Rob is not a parent. Yes. Hey, I have a lot of fish that call me daddy. Yeah, everybody calls you daddy. So how many pounds of candy did the kids get? Oh, I think between the four of them, it was like 18 pounds of candy. It All was right. ridiculous. Diabetes. Hey, hey. Diabetes. Secret time. How much did you steal? Tell me. Oh, Don't. dad tax is at least half. Dad tax? The what the hell? Dad half? tax? Oh, my. Dad tax? Dad, oh. You, don't, you never use dad tax? Oh, I've never used dad tax. You half. Are, this is how I teach my kids about taxes. Oh. I take their candy, and then I say, it's taxation. And they go, but you stole it. I said, exactly. That's what taxation is. Good. Teach them to hate the government at eight years old. Wow. Look at you. You are They're, something the else. The youngest one is two. Did you dress <laughs> up like Uncle Sam or Trump? Just be like, nope, nope. That, that's that, that's for the wall. politicky. Oh I just man! Teaching them taxes. <laughs> just teaching them taxes. Just teaching them taxes. Well, perfect. So, what 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 uh, what do you have for us for uh, tips, tricks, and tipsters, and and uh, whistleblower hacks? Oh, hacks! I'm hacks. sorry. Uh, hacks. Are you the whistleblower? I'm just no. curious. No, I'm not. Donald Trump says you know who the whistleblower it's is. It's Not a whistle. It's a didgeridoo and didgeridoo. Oh, is this my is this my time to to, to blow the didgeridoo? Adam. Adam. God. I'm it sounds good. dead now. I'm not very good. <laughs> oh no Adam please It's not going very good Adam Give us a tip Alright Oh sh- he just shit in the mic rock, rock on There we go Oh that's a duck for sure Hurry up oh, please Oh man Alright your turn Okay so um, If you have a lot of fish tanks I do my pets, In my pet store I had Oh I want to say like 75 tanks On everything but the salt water and the goldfish I had sponge filters and my electric bill dropped almost $400 in one month just by switching all of my back filters into sponge filters and it worked a lot better they literally sent somebody from the power company because they couldn't figure out why the power bill dropped so much wait 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 so you're telling me like xl energy just shows up and be like yo are you stealing actually it was the uh Minnesota, uh, the Grand Rapids, Minnesota Public Works employee, he came in and was looking around to make sure. And he goes, we noticed that your power dropped. And I go, yeah, I changed all the filters because so, I had a big blower. So you had you had back filters is what you had, right? Yeah, I had hang on the back filters so you had in every single tank. 75 of those things hanging and, and sucking up big power, right? Yep. And I switched that to um, just sponge filters and power bill dropped. The other thing that I did is I switched all my hang on the back filters as they would break um, to fully submersible heaters, and then I would hang them sideways. Why'd you do that? And the reason why you hang them sideways is because the heat rises, and if you hang it sideways, you're putting more heat to go straight up. 
instead of having it go in a narrow area, it goes in like that four to five inch or six inch area and it goes straight up. And then if you have a hang on the back filter for those that have only a couple of heater, a uh, small, a uh, couple tanks, you put your aquarium heater sideways underneath the flow of your filter and it'll disperse the heat more evenly around your tank. And if you really want to see where, how your filter disperses the flow rate, um, take a small pinch of fish food, put it in the, in the outtake of your filter, you know, the, where the water comes out of your filter and you can actually see where the water goes and you can see if you have any dead zones in your tank. And then you can add a bubbler to that spot or anything else that you might need. Also to grow your fish faster, uh, South American fish need water changes, like massive amounts of water changes, like your discus, your angelfish, guppies, that type of stuff. They oh, I thought you were going to say reggae. What? No. Yeah, they, they need reggae music? Reggae? No. No, no, no. Have they you ever tried water it? water changes. You've never well, tried it? I've never it. tried that. Okay, so you don't know. Just We got we to gotta do the research. All right. We yes. should get a grant. Just no didgeridoos. Oh, no didgeridoos. You people. Um, But... I found this out from an older guy who used to breed fish. African fish need current. So on my African cichlid tanks that were for a store display, on a 20-gallon long, I would put a 280-gallon per hour filter. And for the first two days, it just bats them around, and they find little spots to go and hide from the current. But they grow like three or four times faster with current than without. Well, that makes so, sense. If you look at, uh, you know, Americans, right? They grow a bit more muscle when on a treadmill. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, I've heard this many times before. And then when Adam told me, I went, oh, and then I got to his store because I used to supply his store. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of those people do that by feeding these things. Uh, and the thing is, of course, the, the warmer the water and the more water flow, uh, the faster they grow. And also with the, with the water, like Adam said, with the clean water, these fish, as they grow, they absorb calcium from the water for bone development. And once that water, all the calcium's out of the water, then they quit growing. Well, well, so what you're saying is that if you see a dead deer carcass, cut a bone out, yes. chop it up, put it in your aquarium. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Yes. <laughs> not a recommended hack. I was kidding. Oh. Need to point that out. There okay. might be someone that, uh... all right, I'm not going to mention who, right? But I decided as a joke on a fish forum that someone was talking about their Playco and I was just trying to make a joke to make a little lighter of the situation because clearly he was upset that his Playco died. And I said, well, you know, what am I supposed to do now that it's dead? I don't know how to take care of the fish. Well, most of the time you just tell him, you know, politely flush it down the toilet, you know, because it'll decompose. It's a safe spot. It's not going to hit an open water way to, uh, you know, cause disease. Toilet is a good place. But I just put, you know, you d need to, to do a Viking funeral for him. What's a Viking funeral? <laughs> a Viking funeral is where they put a the corpse in a boat. Right, they and they it float it, and they they light the boat on fire until it. Oh my God! You <laughs> falls apart. And You've got too much time on your hands. I'm not gonna say who it was, just for the sake of their identity. But they sent me a video like a week later saying, "Here it is." I'm like, "What? Sure shit." There's a little placo on a paper like origami boat under a bed of matches, and they push <laughs> it off, and it's in this giant rubber made tote of water. And they push it off, and they light it on fire, and sure enough, it falls apart, and the whole Viking funeral thing. And there was music behind it. They did a good job, but don't. 
I, 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 my words are powerful on, on especially places like these podcasts. So I need to be very careful in what I say. I had no idea they take me seriously. Why it would your mom? Joke. Why would your mom do that? My mom did not do that. Okay, whatever. It was uh, someone I can't mention though. Not related. Anybody I know? They'll know when they listen to it. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Is it anybody I know? Probably not. Oh darn. Right. Because I, I there's nothing more fun than making fun of your friends. <laughs> oh man. Man, so many fish nerds. What else you got, Adam? All right. So the other thing that I would do is I would always soak my frozen food in garlic. Um, because I was a dealing with a lot of fish from different wholesalers. Like garlic juice? Or? Wait, wait. I know you're ethnic, no, but I didn't know you're Italian. <laughs> no, I'm not Italian. It's a sea kim garlic guard is what it's called. Oh, so it's nothing you you make up in a blender. It's something you buy. Yeah, it's something that I bought. Oh, we're going to put a link on this. Yeah, there there'll be a link and you can actually buy it in like I think 5 gallon or like 2 gallon jugs. It's they sell it in different sizes. This stuff was the only thing that I found that worked. Um I used it for my salt water because I would always get problems. It was a food attractant. Everybody would go to it. They seemed to eat a little faster when and more intrigued with food, especially new fish. It's an appetite stimulant. After- yeah, appetite stimulant. Is that how and pasta that, gets you? It's the garlic in it that makes you want to eat it's, more? It's the garlic. Yes. We eat lots of pasta here. Damn it, Bobby. Um, And then I had read that garlic builds up in the fish's slime coat and it helps prevent them from getting ick. Interesting. I can't, I can't say for 100% that it worked, but I will say that I almost never had it in my tanks, and it was because I would do biweekly dosings of garlic. Most of my fish wouldn't stay there long enough anyways, but the garlic, the allicin, I think is what it's called, or eliacin or whatever, in the food builds up in their slime coat, and supposedly ick can't go into it. I just noticed a general improvement in fish health by doing it. It was one of the few things that I could do to control from suppliers and everything else and um, that it would work. So I've heard a lot of crazy remedies from garlic. Um, Quick story. Growing up, went to church, and there was always these nutty people at church that were always crazy about health. And when you went up to them, they didn't smell like they put on their, you know, church best. They smelled like rotten garlic all the time. Their breath reeked of it. Even when their mouth was closed, they didn't say a word. You just smell an aura of garlic on them at all times. And I just kind of like, oh, they're just the weird people at church, and kind of just let them uh, be by the wayside. And garlic would always just repulse my mom. She'd always complain about it after we'd go home from church. Oh, they're just so gross. And... I noticed when we were out on a uh, church camp event, everybody was getting just eaten alive by mosquitoes, but these two weirdos that smell like <laughs> garlic. And I'm like, light bulb, I love garlic. Garlic tastes delicious. So I just went out and went full on ham. And I just started eating you know, garlic cloves on toast, Ugh. garlic pills, anything I could just to see if it worked. This explains why you're single for so long. That summer, I never <laughs> got bit by a mosquito. So... Uh, Proof in point. Wow. Feed your fish so they don't get bit mosquitoes. The uh, you know actually right now if you if you see that uh, they sell garlic pills for people for overhell over well health or how do you say that? I'm just saying it wrong. For their overall overall health. There we go. You need garlic clearly for your cognitive yeah, function. Exactly. So Adam, quick question: Does this work all? This work on on freshwater fish and saltwater fish? Yes, I used it on both. Um, then I also heard that it was used as a dewormer. For fish, but I never really got anything that was wild, so I didn't notice it. With a lot of the fish that I liked, like elephant noses and loaches and stuff, 
you can't really use copper for treating stuff. So I just used garlic on everything and it worked great. And the garlic never hurt the live rock for my saltwater fish. Mandarin gobies liked the food back when you could, before ORA started captive breeding them. It just, garlic guard always seemed to help. I used that and I sold just tons of it because it was such a big help. Yeah, and it helps when you believe in a, in a product and you promote it to your customers. But I, I do know one thing it does not work on. And you know what that is, Adam? Didgeridoos? No, vampire plecos. Vamp- oh, no, probably Yeah, not. vampire plecos do not like garlic. Oh, the jokes. What? It's true. That's like All of our, you know what, let's, let's call out Jim Kitchen, you know, the pleco king that we had on last week. And let's, let's, let's verify this. We'll get him on the phone here and we'll, we'll verify that. that <laughs> Are you saying vampire sword tails don't like it either? Exactly. Vampire crabs. Exactly. There's a lot of vampire creatures. Right? This, I, I, I just, know. just on the top of my head right yeah, there. Yeah, that was good. Be proud of me. Wow. That was good. We're going to call you Buffy the fish slayer. I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the throat. <laughs> Where's that didge? I want up. You're not touching my didgeridoo because I kind of got a cold and I don't want to give Ooh, you a cold. I don't want the gym herpes. No, it's not a herpes. Well, what's that thing on your lip? <laughs> no, it's a hairpiece, not a herpes. <laughs> okay. My Lord, this has gone south in a quick hurry. Adam, you yes. got more for us. What more do you got, Adam? All right, Microblift Special Blend. That is the... Um, it's basically, I call it crap in a bottle. To be nice. Because when you... When Wait, you doo-doo in a bottle? Lid, Wait, tea time. Huh? Is this the stuff that they had on the podcast with Ohio Fish Rescue oh, that it God. got high on on the back? No, no, no. That's something else. Oh, okay. I was getting excited. No, Continue. That was is, prime. There you go. That was prime, yeah. Still smells bad. This, yeah, that smells bad. This literally smells like open sewage. Ooh. Do not use it if you have open cuts on your hand. Don't get it on a cut. It will get infected. Don't use it for aftershave. But don't use it for aftershave. All don't right. just... You take it, and what I would do with my customers if they had new tanks is I would get them, have them bring like a cup or two and fill it with some poop water basically from the bottom of one of my tanks. Is that what you marketed it as, cup oh shit? (laughs) No. Now we need more ducks. (laughs) It was basically (laughs) that. You, you know what? For this, when when a bad word comes out, we'll use a didgeridoo. Oh my God. Yeah, that works. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's going to be better. All right, what else? Um, so what you do is you fill up your tank. You take your cup of crap or whatever. Cup you pour crap. that in there. You fit, put your filter in. If you really had to get fish in there that day, and then you take, um, you let it all settle, and then the next day you take the microblift and you follow the directions on the bottle. You pour that in there, and your tank is instantly set. Don't cram a, like 50 fish in a 10-gallon tank or anything crazy like you're not supposed to. But if you wanted to throw two or three fish in there right away, you could put the microblift in it, and it works great. So I had no problems with that. So it kickstarts your your tank to go to a hundred, pretty much. And it's like if you need it to go, say you have a you don't have a backup tank or your tank broke or something, and you need to move it and you can't get all the water out. It just helps. It's something good to have, but it literally smells. So, and don't let it freeze because if it freezes, all the bad bacteria dies. Then you have worthless crap. You don't have good crap. Then you have worthless crap, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Got anything else? I got two more things. Ooh. Melifix. No. Hold on. Nobody likes Nobody likes Melifix. Melifix works. All right. Melifix 
is like you just went to your local health food co-op and you walked in and that pungent, nasty hippie smell hit you in the no, face no, 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 no. and That's they put it in truly, a bottle. This is tea tree oil. All right. This stuff, this stuff works, but there's a trick to it. The reason why it comes in a blue bottle is because light degrades it. So you have to make sure that when you're using this, you remove your char- your activated charcoal and everything else and you put it in there and you shut the aquarium lights off. If you need to cover it with a towel so that no light gets in for the, the treatment, that's what you do. I use this religiously at my store because I was trying to use as many natural medicines as I could. Hippie. Hippie. It worked and I didn't have a problem with the fish and I didn't lose that many fish. Jim will testify to that. He was always mad because I wasn't buying extra fish because my fish didn't die from him. That also means he's a good supplier, but still. You're a hippie. Yeah. But make sure the lights are off with the Melifix. So uh, if you go to Melifix's website and find they have sunglasses for your aquarium with an extra ponytail you can put in the hang of the back filter. <laughs> I did not know that. Secret type. Doesn't is, so, is this the stuff, Adam, that smells like Vicks Vaporub? Yes. It smells. Remember you came into my store and I was treating a couple tanks with it and you said, what the hell stinks in here? I said, I said, do you, do you have a cold? Did your mama, yeah. did your mama put Vicks on your chest before you came to work? But no, that's what I used and that's why it works. And that's what I found works, but nobody, everybody, like it never worked until I shut the lights off. And the only reason why I found that out is because I called them and they were like, well, the reason why you put it in a blue bottle is because the light degrades it. And they said, did you and read the directions, dum-dum? No, it's not even on the directions. That's the problem. Well, that's it how they never sell. on the directions. That must be how they sell a lot of it then is don't give you directions. Yeah. Because there was a Pima fix. I mean, there's a Pima fix and a Melifix, correct? Uh, yeah, the one was for something and one was for getting high. I don't know what it Melifix, was. Melifix was for like fin rot, fish fungus, that type of stuff. The slime, the white fungusy stuff that you see on them. And I only use that one. I never use the Pima, the Pima fix at all. But the Melifix I liked and it always worked really good. So what's your last one? Um, titanium grounding probes. And you guys will laugh at me. We do all the time anyway. Yeah, I know. Can it get better but than Melifix? It will. So, so what's it called again? It's called a titanium grounding probe. Oh, and I, I saw this on Back to the Future when okay. they're trying to get that car going at 88 miles an hour. This is I've not. I've never seen that movie. Oh, when really? you hear the word probe, know that it's not that probe. No. Right. Yes. What it is is it's this metal rod that you put in your aquarium and then you plug the other end into your outlet and you ground it and you screw the screw of your outlet. Hold on. We need to restart. You you plug it into your wall outlet. Correct. Okay. All right. I'm good. (laughs) Rob is sweating over there. This little sweat bead came right down his forehead. All right. This reminds me of when I went to the proctologist. Uh, Okay. So... I had problems because I used to have a lot of discus and big discus, and I had a cracked heater, and it electrocuted everything in my damn tank. I lost L46 zebra plecos. I lost discus that were the size of dinner plates. I was in tears, and then I called Jim looking for L46, and I they died like the week before they put them on CITES too, so you couldn't get them from Brazil anymore. Cheap, you remember that. Yeah. You laughed at me Yeah, because I had a mated pair. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Because it, no, it, was it wasn't funny. mine. Yeah, that's exactly it because it wasn't yours. But I put one of those in there, and I've put them in all my tanks with discus, angelfish, that type, um, South Americans, Oscars. And 
it absorbs the stray electricity. It's supposed to help with hole in the head, but that could be parasites, charcoal. I've heard of a dozen different things. I just, for your high-end fish, I always put it in there. That way, if you have a cracked heater or something, it will suck up electricity and you can hopefully catch it in time. So it's a lightning rod for your aquariums that have shitty heaters. Holy gigawatts. Holy well, gigawatts. all heaters are technically shitty if you really want to get into it. I guess. You know, I have not found a really good one. The plastic ones leak. The glass ones can crack. The ones with the cages on them, I don't know. Every heater can suck. Insurance policies. Yeah, I heard yeah. rumors, and I don't know if anybody out there is listening. Somebody told me they're coming out with LED heaters. Yes, and infrared Why? as well. Well, LED takes so much less electricity, but anything that draws a lot of power or that creates heat draws a lot of power. I mean, look at the difference between a 60-watt light bulb that's been you know, on for three hours. If you go in there to unscrew it, you burn your fingertips off, whereas a 60-watt... Uh, like LED bulb is very very cool, but somebody said that they're coming out with an LED heater. I've not I've looked everywhere for them. They're an infrared style heater, and they're really not mass marketed yet. So is it going to save me electricity, Robs? It should. It should save you drastic amounts of electricity. So why can't I find these? Because we're not in China yet. And oh, so it's secret time. It's secret time. Oh, in China, right? Figures everything in time. So I let's don't. let's hope that something like that comes out because that's probably one of your biggest draws of electricity now. In your tank is your heater. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you, Adam. So, Jimmy, it's your turn. What do I got? Well, number one, you should start with uh, not using heaters at all. I I like heat in the room personally. I mean, most of my tips that I have are from for multi tanks. Um, we're gonna do a podcast later on about setting up a fish room, which I've done probably seven or eight fish rooms in my life and every time you put one up you, you learn a little bit something and how to and he's not just meaning it. some like dedicating one room he means warehouses like you're gonna put up some tanks put a wall up i mean dedicate a lot of different tanks it's yeah not just like uh, you know five tanks at your house it's 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 a room at one time i had over 400 tanks but like right now we're only running maybe 40 tanks downstairs in our basement and uh the whole thing is when we crank up our like if we have to put heaters in the tanks it just runs our electricity bill through through the goddamn roof so i mean you're best off just trying to heat that room and um, keep it closed off keeping it tight so that's the way to go so i mean most of my tips that i have are for a fish room so uh if you have multiple tanks and you want to save some money don't go out and, and buy yourself a regular type of stand make yourself a stand out of two by fours and three three and a half inch carriage bolts there's a lot of good videos on tv or on tv on youtube showing you how to make your own fish stands for your and you can make them whatever size you need all i say is that uh when you do it make it out of two by fours uh, you, you can do a huge eight foot rack for probably 25 30 dollars and make sure you paint it when you're done just for the fact that you don't want it to mold or mildew because you are going to it is going to get wet and if you're carpentry inept like myself i literally have a handicap where i physically cannot put two pieces of wood together you can go out and try to purchase yourself a pallet rack they have metal pallet racks. They're definitely more expensive than the wood options, but they're also pretty cheap. If you're trying to make a, a stand that holds hundreds of pounds or thousands of pounds, depending thousands on how many uh, corms you're putting on this thing, small pallet racks work excellent. Yeah, that's what we currently are using now in our basement is we're using pallet racks just for the fact that, that every time I think I'm done, I will then jerk all the tanks off and then rearrange them into a different... And with the pallet racking, is you're able to adjust each shelf, and it makes it so much easier... And it holds up to two to 3,000 pounds per shelf, so you can put a lot on there. 
Next one I have is sponge filters, like Adam's been talking to, but I make my own sponge filters. You can buy them fairly cheap on the internet. I like to make my own. Um, I buy a four-inch polyfoam. I get it from my local Hobby Lobby. Do not use the green foam because that is a flame retardant foam and that will kill your fish. So you, you buy a 24 by 24 inch sheet of sponge filter and you can, uh, I think they sell them as cushion, like like cushion. Well, I keep making the joke that when you make these sponge filters, you cut them out of Cadillacs and that's essentially what it is. Now, I'm cushion. not taking it out of somebody's car seat, no. Well, I mean, not your car seat. Right. Someone else's. Exactly. So... Out of a 24-inch by 24-inch, you can cut them into into 4-inch, so a 4-inch square. And you do a lift tube out of a piece of PVC and then take a piece of 4-inch tile and silicone it to the bottom. I'm making them from about 75 cents. And when I make them, I'll do 40 or 50 at a time just to uh, have them on standby. What I also like to do is to have uh, maybe 30 sponge filters in a... 110 gallon vat constantly going so all of a sudden i decide i'm going to rearrange my my tanks and now i need six more filters i have them all ready to go i just drop them in they're already seated they're already ready to go and when he says ready to go it's not necessarily cycled which that it does he keeps the the, the sponges cycled but when you're putting a new sponge in even with the tile to hold it down sometimes the air in the sponge can cause it to float and when it floats and you have a tube sticking out of it that means water on the floor it's like 25 little squirt guns squirting all over the place continually the other thing i like to buy uh, to save money is i buy my airline tubing in 500 foot rolls and it is so much cheaper to buy a 500 foot roll i, I then make a, a little uh stand out of pvc so I, it actually sits there and i can pull it off cut it with the scissors i personally like the silicone airline tubing because it stays real soft for a very long long time so also you can use this in a ghetto pinch to use it as just cord to tie stuff with i was uh putting a weird type of filter and it wouldn't the foam wouldn't fit in so I just cut off a piece of airline tube tied it around and now it's my you know quick rope because it's that cheap when you buy 500 feet so again trying to save money when i when i started my little fish room i have i run one air pump and i use one and a half inch pvc that comes off that air pump and i have the pvc connected to the roof all the way around and, and they all have little stainless steel air controllers and you can buy those air controllers on the internet for about buck 59 and each one is very controlled and you can control uh, each tank to the point where you could have just a little bit of flow or you could have it boiling so it's wonderful so anyway so what kind of pumps are those because they're not just specific piston pumps they have a special adapter and they're built for doing multiple tanks right so and what's a brand that you've used i like the ultima and that is my favorite brand that I use. And Rob will put up a link on the website for that. And there are several different sizes. And it will tell you uh, in there that this particular size will do 30 tanks. Or this particular size will do 50 tanks. So pick out the size you need. I always like to, you know, if I got 50 tanks, I'm going to buy one that does 75 tanks just for the fact it's nice to have a little extra air. You can bleed it off if you want and have no back pressure. But also, um, they're very... Uh, inexpensive to run having one air pump to run 40 tanks and it makes so much more sense just to run that one thing that's plugged in versus having like adam said having all the back filters plugged in for each individual tank so i tried to uh because these are not exactly a cheap pump these are you know 150 dollar pump yes so i was trying to see if there's other ways that i could get around that and creating another fish room myself and i purchased these massive outdoor pond pumps and these things are not meant they're meant to handle quite a few different connections, but not like 50. They're meant to handle 
many, many feet of line so you can have a single air stone in the bottom of a six-foot pond. Because, again, the deeper it is, the harder it is to push air. So I bought one of these, got a massive you know, 20-end adapter, and the pump was so violent and pushed out so much air, it blew the whole end off, like exploded the whole tip. And it was very noisy also. Very noisy. It was not near the, the quality. So I have, to, I have to say this is the way to go if you're going over 10 connections. Especially when you're having it inside your house and you don't want that... I mean, when we sit in you our... You want to sleep at night. Right. When we sit in our sunroom, we can hear, like, water boiling downstairs because we've got 30, 40 tanks set up. And, um, but you don't hear the pump. You just hear the water moving. So that's, that's what I like to use as those particular pumps. They've always done well for me. And uh, you can get a replacement kit for it when they, uh, the little diaphragm will wear out. You can get that for about 30 bucks, And it's a very quick and easy fix. And I just keep one on hand. And I think they'll last four or five, six years. I've had them last. And then... All of a sudden, you got no air, and it takes 15 minutes to fix it, and you're up and running again. The other uh, one I like to do is I don't like to buy glass tops for my tanks because it's too goddamn expensive. So I like to do is I buy the glass up at the local hardware store. I usually get eighth inch or quarter inch, depending on what size tank I have. They'll uh, You can tell them what size you want it cut to. They'll cut it for you. I do uh, the front. I usually do about six inches uh, by the width of the tank, and the back... I always leave it about an inch left so we can put airline holes and stuff. But if you go online, you can find a six-foot hinge, just that plastic hinge that you get with your with your tanks. And you can cut that hinge with a hacksaw. And you get two pieces of glass and one of these hinges. And you can do your whole glass top for under three bucks. And the glass, again, you go to your local hardware store. Almost every hardware store that you have in your local community will cut you panes of glass to replace for windows, for any other accessory. And it costs like two bucks for them to go cut whatever size pane of glass you want. Just when you get it, they're not going to, you know, touch up the glass. They're just going to give you a cut pane of glass. So make sure to take some sandpaper and gently rub the edges. Otherwise, you'll have sliced open fingers. I learned this the very hard way. Jimmy's like, oh, make sure to put some sandpaper on. What? And then I sliced my finger as he said it. Yeah, you want to use a, either low-grit sandpaper or emery cloth. But but uh, I've also scratched glass being too fast. You just want to hit the edges, and it doesn't take much. It, probably about a minute, minute and a half, and you can smooth out those edges uh, so you don't get cut on them. But emery cloth is a great thing, and you'll save yourself a ton of money because I Rob, what what does a, a glass top for a 55-gallon tank cost now? Well, it's all custom-made, different thicknesses. It can go to the moon. Right. I mean, I've seen them as high as 30 35 bucks. Oh, I'm north of that. Right. And so uh, then the other thing I like to do is, is you can buy uh, the little, what do you call them, little lift on top of the glass. Well, they're handles for the uh, lid. Yeah, little handles. So you can get handles, and you can get them online for you know a couple bucks. They're just stick-on aquarium lid handles. But even further than that, we'll have a link for this, is you can go either to your hardware store or Amazon, and you'll see those stick-on-the-wall 3M hooks. They're like little circles with just a little hook, so you can put, like say, a fishnet on the wall if you want. Well, you can use that as a handle. They're a couple cents a piece, and they work just as well as the you know specially made branded aquarium handles. Right, so whatever you want... Uh, to save some bucks, but there, there's the way to have, you definitely want to put a handle on it and so you can open that up and feed your fish. Let me see, what else do I got? The other thing I like to do is uh, for aquarium decorations, um, I like to buy bulk driftwood. And bulk driftwood is not cheap, but it's still cheaper than buying one piece at a time at your local pet store. But with the problem everybody has with, with the, uh, the driftwood is that it always wants to float to the top. 
And what I'd like to do is just get a huge piece of slate. And most of the pet stores will sell all these odd-shaped pieces of slate. And I like to get the, you know, one that's as big as my driftwood. And slate is very, very, very soft. And if you take a regular drill bit, you can drill through the bottom of the slate and then get yourself a small stainless steel screw. And you can screw through the slate very carefully through that hole that you've already drilled and drill into the bottom of that driftwood and then bury that slate in the gravel and your driftwood will stay put right where you want it. And this is not just uh, for the sake of trying to weight it down, although it does do that. It's also for if you have large fish that knock your wood over. You'll have it all set the way you like it, and then something will just tip tip it over, and you have to continually make it. Uh, Placos, some of the Placos I have, love to dig. And they'll just literally push my wood across the tank. Right, so that just holds it tight. Another quick um, money-saving deal is when you have multiple tanks, I like to buy the 4-foot LED... 5,000 lumen lights that you can get at your local big box stores. I picked mine up from a place called Harbor Freight, and I'm getting them for 20 bucks a piece. And that will, a couple of those will light up your entire eight-foot rack. So these these are normally sold as utility lights. So just uh, certainly check out what you're purchasing and, you know, be conscious that these aren't waterproof. So if they drop in the tank, you might have a problem. Right. So I just hang mine up, um, especially when I make my own stands, you can just screw them up there uh, nice and tight and they don't go anywhere and then I like to put like six of them on a power strip and so all I have to do is push the power strip and all my lights go off on my whole rack. And then you can put that to an Alexa adapter just to say turn on my aquarium lights. Mm -hmm. Really? I mean you're that damn lazy. I don't want to touch things especially after especially after you have a cold and whatnot. Exactly. Uh, The other thing that I like to buy I, I buy everything in bulk. I buy all my fish bags in bulk because if you're if you're if you have a bunch of tanks, your friends come over, they want to fish. If you go to the pet store to trade in some fish, or you're breeding fish for somebody, you need uh, bulk fish bags. Everything I buy is in bulk. I buy my fish food in five-pound increments. And there's also a lot of places like our friend Steve Rubicki. He, he sells all kinds of crazy different flakes, and he'll sell them to you in one-pound bags. So he's got one pound spirulina flake. He's got one pound earthworm flake. Where do you find earthworm flake? Where do you find blackworm flake? Where do you find egg yolk flake? I mean, he's got all that stuff. And and there's other places out there too. And if you have multiple tanks or if you have friends, I mean, you're, you're paying $8 for a pound versus paying $8 for a small little three ounce container. You need to save money. Go out and buy the stuff in bulk, share it with a friend, put it in the freezer. So it's not just even buying in bulk for a cheaper price, but it also, like you said, you can get all different types. You literally make your own mix. So it's not just this just general generic tropical fish food. You're getting a little bit of garlic that, you know, Adam's been preaching. You get a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, bloodworm to add in, which normally never come in flake. All kinds of crazy stuff that you can just save a lot of money on. And when you've got these different fish, um, we had some some fish that would not breed for us. And then I talked to, talked to Steve Rubicki. He said, you know, try this particular flake and i did and by god it did trigger them to spawn they weren't getting enough spirulina in their uh diet so i mixed that a little bit heavier and spirulina does a lot of wonderful things well i mean you're never in the mood when you go to mcdonald's you gotta you gotta be wind and dine wind and dine so uh the other thing i like to do my local pet store that i sell a lot of shrimp to they sell me gravel for my tanks i know rob doesn't like gravel he's a big sand man sucks oh i don't want to vacuum my stuff i just want to look pretty adam gravel Got them like gravel. Gravel is way better than sand. See, sand yeah, sucks. two to one. 
But anyway, gravel in a 50-pound bag is probably about 14 bucks. And where else can you get anything that cheap? And it's a natural colored gravel. See, we need Mr. Pickles in here to back me up on this. Mr. He likes sand, too. Mr. Pickles is in Canada freezing his butt off. <laughs> yeah. He can, he can, Canadians don't count. This is American <laughs> Hey, hey Mr. Pickles is sorry, and he wanted me to tell you that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I like to go to my big box store, like the Menards or Home Depot, I get these spring clamps, because when I do a lot of water changes, I get these 99-cent spring clamps, and they, they, uh, just a heavy clamp that you can clamp your hose down to and uh, avoid spilling all over the place. That's, I mean, it, it works great for hoses, any type of attachments, and you can hang your fishnets on them when you're not using them. But when you have some extras, you can also use them later to Mel Gibson yourself. No, nobody wants that. Nobody wants oh. to hear that. <laughs> God, you need to quit didgeridoo, drinking. Didgeridoo, Jim. Didgeridoo. Yeah, didgeridoo. Oh, no. I'm going to start drinking NyQuil now. Full freedom! Yeah. The, uh, the other thing for saving some money, I like to buy... Plant bulbs. Adam doesn't like plant bulbs. No. Me and Rob's, we like plant bulbs. Adam, we need to talk. You're you're not you want to be a hippie, but you're not full hippie. You got to grow your own plants if you want to go all the way. Right. I've had really bad luck with them because maybe it was the salt coating on them. I heard that they were they had a lot of nitrates added to them, and I just I was always trying to keep the brown algae out of my tanks because of the plecos and stuff that I had because the diatoms just kill plecos. See, the diatom algae does, but you, you, so that's why I never had them. But you got to make the compromise. You need to earn that ponytail. That's right. So like, oh, okay. Recently, recently, <laughs> Jen and I just just bought some Madagascar Madagascar lace bulbs. Madagascar? Is that what it's called? Madagascar. Madagascar yeah. He didn't. He he knows fish, not geography. Yeah, I don't know where I'm at. I, I'm in the basement with Robs. With string, a lot of string. No. And a didgeridoo. No. Yeah, I guess we do have a didgeridoo. But anyway, the bulbs are, are about a buck and a half to $3 a piece. And, and you throw them in the tank. I just throw them in a bare-bottom tank until they sprout. And once they sprout, then I'll put them in the gravel. But if you're out to, to buy a Madagascar lace plant, it's going to cost you 12 to 15 bucks. It, that's wholesale prices. I've seen right. them as crazy as 35 Yeah, right. And that's They're for, nuts. you know, just a, like a sprout. It's crap, you know. And and then there's also like the Apon Wonder bulbs that we can get for, you know, under a dollar, and I'll throw in fifty and I'll get forty five of them to to pop up. And those things, once they've been in your tank for two weeks, they take off and they'll grow three to four inches in a week. And it's going to be pretty hard for us to find links for those uh, products for you because they vary all over the place. I recommend trying to go to Wish.com for a lot of these uh, plant seeds because you can get them. I don't know if you've used Wish before. Wish is crazy they'll just give you an item for free just to pay shipping of course they're making their money in their shipping but check them out they also have loose ones for you know uh dwarf hair grass for the bottom of your tank lots of ways to get bulbs and seeds right and uh you know you can buy 25 of them and even if you only get 18 of them up you're still money money ahead the other thing i'd like to use too is i don't like multiple those glass thermometers those digital thermometers I mean, you're talking three bucks for a glass thermometer for your tank. You're talking those digital thermometers are three, four bucks per tank. And um, what I like to do is I bought a laser temp gun, and I can go by every tank and just zap them. And I do have some tanks with heaters in them, so I do want to check those. And uh, when we hit heavy cold here in Minnesota, the temperature in my basement drops, but I still can check every tank with just a pole on my laser temp gun, and I can you can pick those up for like 25 bucks. 
And it's also great to use that same laser temp gun when you go to your local buffet. You just sit there, you point at the food, you scan it, and then they'll just go make fresh food. They won't That's even, right. They're like, who are you? You must be a health inspector. And then they'll just make everything new. I like to walk in with a clipboard and a tie-on, and, and usually I eat for free. And that's the way to go. That's because you look like a bouncer. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, for those people that love cichlids out there, and, you know, you, you can go to the pet store, you can go to your, your local uh, garden center and buy these large stones. What I'd like to do is I'd like to drive by Target, and they have all these large stones out in their parking lot, you know, what they landscape with, and I just like to load up. You know, just take a bucket and just load up, and if they look at you, just say, I'm cleaning out cigarette butts or something, you know? So, hold on. What? Hold on, we gotta we gotta warn our our listeners here because next we're gonna have a video of people stealing, ransacking yeah. targets across it, and targets have cameras. So if you're going to do this, don't I mean, do, don't do this. Number don't one, don't do this. Don't, don't do this. But if you're going to do this, right? <laughs> if you're going to do this, make sure it's some you know low key place without cameras. Do your homework. You know, if you're shopping there, look up. Do you see something on a light pole? You know, so probably your, not the bank either. Go to your local dentist office. They're not going to have cameras out front. Why are you? giving them tips they're not doing this we've established, we've established we, we're, we're telling it. them not to but if they're going to <laughs> the dentist has enough money trust me it's, it's kind of like you know there's that tag on your blow dryer saying don't use this in the shower and people do caution coffee's hot but yet i drink it yes exactly. i mean come on now what? So, that was a loud sigh from the Adam. official statement from the yeah. Aquarium Guys podcast is that it's illegal. Do not steal from people. But if you're going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> take a didgeridoo because no one will believe that you're stealing rocks. That's right. And rocks, it, it, and you know what? It's not like they got those serial rocks, don't have serial numbers, okay? So if you're, if you're driving away from somewhere with a big bucket of rocks, I mean, prove it. Well, don't do a big bucket, just fill your pockets. You oh, know? there we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what else? Don't do that. Don't steal rocks. Don't. Yes. Don't it, steal rocks. Don't steal rocks. And don't give your fish Nordic funerals. <laughs> don't. No, that's actually a good thing. Give oh, them a funeral. Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Uh, the last thing I got is, uh, let's talk about pickle jars for 15 minutes. I love pickle jars. I use them for a lot of things. Um, go out and buy yourself four-gallon pickle jars. They're about $14 for four jars. Now, I, I have to stop you there. Why? It has to be... Glass jars. Do not yes. do gallon ranch containers because they don't hold fish as well. <laughs> Although I have gallon ranch containers. I know you do. Every time we go to a restaurant with Rob's, he orders ranch and he looks him straight in the eye and he goes, lots and lots of ranch. And she goes, no, no, I don't. I'm not that ch uh, childish. Yes, you do. I say copious amounts. Copious amounts. Exactly. Which means lots and lots. But anyway, um, I found that if I went over to my local recycling center and i told the guy i said i'm looking for some glass jars they said how many do you want i said you know why don't you grab me like a dozen and they called me back like about four days later said i got like 60 of them and i, I said thanks a lot and i went over there i picked up a pizza at pizza hut for 6.99 i dropped it off they were excited i went home with 60 jars i was excited and uh i love jars so what do you do with the jars i use the jars for for uh hatching angelfish eggs Oh, I thought it's your rock collections. Just no, I keep my rock collections in the back of my car, and my yeah. I also hatch brine shrimp in my gallon jars, and I I, I collect leaves, like oak leaves, and put in my jar. What are, you, what are we talking about this for? I've only got fifteen minutes to talk about jars. What else we got? Oh, Amquil. I like Amquil. Do you you like Amquil, Robs? I not gonna lie. I I didn't even know what it was until you uh, put it on the list. I'm like, all right, cool. 
So, so Rob is such a fish nerd, and he's a tech nerd. He's like nerd squared. He didn't know what Amquil is. Nope. And I love Amquil. Everybody knew what it was. I know. Me and Adam are like, what are you, what are you dumb or what? I just feel like it's some sort of like Tylenol PM, but drug related somehow. Yeah, and that's why you sleep upside down in the closet. Nyquil, Amquil, it's close. So Amquil, help me out here, Adam. It gets rid of ammonia and chloramines. Chlorine, yeah, chloramines. In your water. So and do you use this to like rub on the sides of a pool and conversion of it? You know, get the chlorine off the no, walls? No, you put this in the fish tank. Fish tank, dum-dum. Well, then why do you buy it by the gallon? I buy it by the gallon because I import fish and I'll get in. Seriously, they send 300 neons in a bag of, you know, in one large bag. And when you, it's, when you open up that bag, you can smell the ammonia. So you crack the bag open and you just put a little put a little quill in there. Put a little splash in there. Splash it up, and it, it, it kills the ammonia right away. So how what, what splash are we talking? Like I'm gonna splash up a little cologne for my night out of town, or yeah, I'm talking like four or five drops. It's not a lot. I mean, it goes yeah, a about lo- that. Then. It goes right. a long ways. But for when you're doing massive amounts of water changes, it you know a couple drops and and you're good to go, and it works wonderful, and it's pretty inexpensive. And they sell it by, by the gallon. By the gallon, I buy it by the gallon. But they do have smaller containers, and we'll we'll have the link for you. I think that's about all I got for you, Robs. That's it. I've got more, but I'm saving it for the big podcast. The big oh, the fish room the podcast. The fish room podcast. I can't relieve you know all my secrets. Okay. Also, one one last tip. What's right, that for the listeners? So if you're having trouble and you've been working with maybe one of your favorite fish and Bob. it's just not getting better. It's on its last leg. You know, maybe it was a birth defect, and it's just finally now croaking. Maybe you see it has a tumor hole in the head, and you just can't beat the disease, and it's time that you want to euthanize your fish. And it's a it's a, a struggle. You know, just get out your didgeridoo and blow in front of it until it craps what? and dies. You, Please. You have no love for the didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... And then your flower horn's finally out. You just put him out of his misery in a very... <laughs> I don't know, soothing manner. It's kind of like... It's like how he wanted to go. He wanted a middle-aged, you know, attractive... I'm not very good at this. That was pathetic. I'm not very good at this. I swear, it sounds like you're taking a PVC pipe and you're trying to fart through it. (laughs) I have to practice more. And when it dies, you have to go to the Viking funeral. All right, please, please. Listeners, I'm begging you. Make him stop. Oh, there. Now he got something that sounds... Wait, he did. He doesn't know geography. He doesn't know this comes from Australia. Yeah. Please, call in. Let Jimmy know he should never play the didgeridoo I'm gonna, on the podcast again. I'm gonna, Next week, I'm going to sing... I'm going to do that song, Rock the Cat Box. Oh. Oh, no, it's Rock the Casbah. Never mind. My wife yeah. calls it Rock the Cat Box because she's illiterate. I don't know. I'm so confused. Let's... Let's wrap this up, guys. So, please, share this with your friends. Don't share it with Tell your friends. friends to call into the podcast and tell Jim to stop playing the didgeridoo. AquariumGuys.com. If you, if you like us, you know, share with your friends. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We just added a couple others that I didn't know existed. CastBox, others. Give us a, give us a subscription and, you know, join us on Twitter, Facebook. Or, you know, I'd love to hear your guys' tips and tricks and hacks that don't involve the didgeridoo on our Facebook account to share with everyone. Again, uh, last check, I think we're over 110 people, and that's just in a few hours uh, joining the group. 
hop on and join us in Discord. That's how you can get us live. You can talk to us on there. We actually have our guests shoot the podcast on Discord with us so we can do this remotely at high fidelity. And uh, we love you. And the thing is, too, if you don't like this podcast, we have a guarantee on this podcast. We are going to double your money back. Yeah, it's it costs you nothing. Two times nothing. We'll give you nothing. Nothing back. No, we're going to give them our love and affection and then never play the didgeridoo. What? Yeah, that's ear rape. Didgeridoo. That's ear rape. You know what? I'm thinking about getting a trumpet. Adam. I I don't have to deal with it. Adam. You you do. The didgeridoo makes me want to purchase feeder guppies. Oh, feeder guppies. Well, you need more endlers? Uh, and that's our podcast this evening. <laughs> Thanks again. Endlers out. Let's kick that outro. Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, that that's not the outro. Uh, which one's? Oh, here it is. Uh, outro. Thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. Please visit us at AquariumGuysPodcast.com and listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're practically Thanks. everywhere. We're on Google. I mean, just go to your favorite place, Pocket Casts, subscribe to make sure it gets push notifications directly to your phone. Otherwise, Jim will be crying in his sleep. Can, can I listen to it in the in my treehouse? In your treehouse, in your fish room, even alone at work. What about at my man cave? Especially your man cave. Yeah. Only if Adam's there. No. With feeder guppies. No. no. They're endlers. You midget loving <laughs> sucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Later.